Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Uh, before we do get started, I want to encourage you to pick up your copy of my uh, treaties, What Made the Golden Age Shine, in which I explain what's so great about the golden age of entertainment. It's available as an ebook uh, for the Kindle, as well as for the Nook, the iPad, and other e-readers. You can pick up your copy of What Made the Golden Age Shine for 99 cents. Now it's time for our very last uh, episode of Easy Money, the original air date. Is May the 18th of 1955, and the title is The Charity Benefit Racket. In just a moment, easy money. But first, from the stage of New York's famous Carnegie Hall right into your own home, the telephone hour brings you a melodic 30-minute concert every Monday evening. This week's guest artist on the telephone hour is Metropolitan Opera star Blanche Thebaum, and among her selections are favorites by Debussy and Bizet. Accompanying Miss Thebone will be the 57-piece Bell Symphonic Orchestra under the baton of Donald Voorhees. It's part of your Monday evening of music. So listen tomorrow night for the telephone hour. Now stay tuned for Easy Money on NBC. National Broadcasting Company presents another in a series of programs transcribed to expose the inside secrets of gamblers, racketeers, and conmen. It's called Easy Money. Easy Money? There's no such thing as easy money. Mike Trent, the brilliant ex-magician turned rackets detective, has a most revealing story of the charity benefit racket tonight. You're going to enjoy hearing the inside facts on how this swindle works. Now here he is, the archenemy of the confidence men... Mike Trent. Thank you, Lionel. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's story deals with a percentage gambler and how charity sometimes begins and ends in a con man's pocket. Patsy Ryan, my girl Friday, came into my office a couple of weeks ago all excited about an idea of hers. Hi, Michael. Hi. Oh, I've just had a brilliant idea. Congratulate me. Uh, when you get a bright idea, Patsy, I'm suspicious. It usually means trouble for me and work, but go ahead, kid. We're going to throw a party. Oh, no. Oh, no, not me. You don't get me mixed up in any <laughs> hen party. Oh, no, not you. The children's hospital girls on local committee. Oh, oh, well, that's different. All right, how many tickets am I supposed to buy and what do uh, they uh, call? Uh, not so fast. Admission is going to be free. Free? Mm-hmm. Oh, this sounds like a racket. That's the first earmark of every good con game. Well, this is going to be a Monte Carlo party. Oh, the light dawns. Gambling of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Chuck-a-luck roulette, dice, blackjack, everything. Yeah, well, that's a swell idea, Patsy. The tape should be plenty high. So many people like to gamble, and they can excuse themselves on the ground that it's uh, for a good cause. That's the way I think it is. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you'll have to get roulette wheels and chuck-a-luck layouts, and you want to be sure you have competent operators. Oh, that's all taken care of. Uh, not by you, I hope, Patsy. You wouldn't know a good chuck-a-luck operator from a faro dealer. Don't worry. Mr. Lanning has arranged everything. Mr. who? Lanning. The head of Monte Carlo Knight's producing company. Oh, yes, yes. It seems to me I've heard about him. You see, he puts on parties like this for organizations all over the country. Mm-hmm. He, um... 
furnishes the imitation money that people gamble with, and yeah. he has a whole crew of game operators. They bring in all the equipment. I see. Well, that sounds like a beautiful setup. Sure, and all we have to do is give Mr. Lanning 30% of the profits. Well, it it cost us more than that to rent the games. More than what? More than 30% of the profits. How much exactly is 30% of the profits? Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, Patsy, my guess is that Mr. Lanning's going to be mighty well paid for his trouble. Mighty well paid. You mean you think maybe he's crooked? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I think I'll talk to him if you haven't any objections. Oh, Michael, I wish you would. He's staying at the Five Oaks Hotel. Yeah. Well, as long as you're mixed up in this thing, Patsy, I want it to work out right. So I'm going to go over to the Five Oaks right now, and I'll soon know whether Mr. Lanning's on the up and up. Would you please? Yeah. I'll let you know whatever I find out. How do you do? You're Mr. Lanning? Yeah. And you're the fellow that just phoned up? Yes, that's right. Mike Trent. Okay, Trent. Take a load off the feet. Have a cigar. Thanks. What's the pitch? Well, uh, Miss Patsy Ryan tells me you're going to run the Monte Carlo party for the children's hospital benefit. That's right. Why? Well, I want the girls who are handling that party to make plenty of money for their fund. I, uh, wouldn't want the promoter to make it all. <laughs> Trent, I've been a gambler all my life. I've won and lost a lot of dough. Used to be a hunch gambler. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Lost my shirt that way. Watched a lot of other suckers go broke. Finally, I got smart. Oh? How does a gambler get smart? By learning to play the percentages. I started a real sure thing, this Monte Carlo night's layout. You mean the percentage is good? I mean it's perfect. In the first place, I got the house percentages with me, not against me. I'm on the right side of the gambling table for once. In the second place, a society mob out to give their dough to charity don't care how much they lose. See, I get 30% of the take. That can be real dough. Yeah, yeah. You sure there's uh, no strong arm stuff? Well, they don't need to be, pal. I can make too much playing it straight to try any phony business. Yeah. Well, what you say sounds convincing, Lenny. It's the truth. This outfit that's putting on the party will get an honest 70% of the profits. My take is 30. See, I ain't greedy. Hmm. Well, Lanning, this setup better be as honest as it sounds. Now, what you driving at? I'll be at that party. And if there's any funny business... I play the percentages, chum. Don't you worry about me. Yeah, well, just see to it nobody monkeys with those percentages. I know my way around better than the girls who are putting on this benefit party, and I don't intend to see them cheated. I tell you, you got nothing to worry about. It's all a kind of... Friendly proposition. Yeah. Okay. Hope so, anyway. Well, I'll see you at the party. But, uh, just remember what I said. Oh, Mike, I'd say the party's a howling success. I can't remember when I've had so much fun. Well, that's fine, Patsy, but don't be quite so reckless with that imitation money. Michael, it isn't real money. No, but it costs real money, and it's redeemable for real money. You know, you've lost about 20 bucks worth of it already, and the evening is still young. Oh, it's all for good cause. And we really ought to be able to turn over plenty of profits. Everybody's spending scarce. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to admit that Lanning knows how to run a party of this kind. He should. It's his business. Yeah. Oh, Mike, come on over here. Let's play some chuckle luck. We haven't tried that yet. Yeah, well, okay, Patsy, but there's a game where you can get rid of your money real fast. It's your best, folks. There's only six numbers. This is the game where you get a 50-50 break. Six numbers and three dice. And we pay even money. If Ace, Deuce, and Trey wins, the house pays what it takes off of four, five, and six. Now, here's the game where the house can't win. Well, I don't see why we're running this game. You don't what? We can't make any money at it. Oh, 
Well, that's what you think, Patsy. It's got the heaviest odds in its favor of any game in the room. Michael, the man just said that one of those phony $10 bills or one of the numbers, Glenn. Oh, that's half a dollar in real money, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Go on, put it down. All right, I'll play, um, six. Get your bets down, folks. Money on the line. You're already on six, ain't you, lady? Hmm? Oh, yes. I guess I'll just play five. All bets down. And now we spin the little birdcage round and round. Watch the three dice in it, folks. Where they'll stop, nobody knows. Five. Five. Six. Well, now, let's see. Five gets two ten-dollar bills, and six gets one. Here you are. See now how it works, Patty? What do you mean? Well, there were six ten-dollar bills on the line. The house collected four of them. Well, certainly, but three numbers won. Yeah, and the house paid out two $10 bills to number five and one to number six. The house collected four. That leaves a neat $10 profit. Well, I guess you're right, but I don't see how it works. That's down, folks. Well, I think I'll play the same number. I can't lose anything this round. Another 10 on number five. All bets down. All numbers covered, and here we go. Round and round, the little birdcage goes, and where it stops, nobody knows. And we got three fives. So we pay number five three ten-dollar bills. Well, you see, Patsy, this time the house takes in five bills and pays out three. Mm, I guess it is a pretty good house game after all. Oh, well, it's the best. You know, this bird next to us is doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, this begins to look like my game. I'm going to risk a few of these hundred-dollar bills on it. Well, I hope you're lucky. I most always am. Get your bets down, folks. Oh, we got a big-time Monte Carlo gambler with us this round. <laughs> $500 on number five. Oh, Mike, that's really $25, isn't it? Sure enough, Patsy. I thought you figured this green stuff was just paper. Here we go, round and round. That keeps it spinning. And they stop at five. Five, five. The big-time gambler wins $1,500. Here you are, mister. Thanks. Yeah, I guess this is really my lucky night. Why, he won $75 in your money. Oh, mister, you're certainly lucky. Well, somebody's got to win, sister. What number should I play this time? Oh, try number three. Yeah, that's a good idea. Should I put the whole 2000 on it? <laughs> well, that's an awful lot of money. Just paper. Yeah, but it's worth $100. Yeah, what's $100 between friends? I'll shoot the works. Oh, big money this time, folks. We'll get your bets down. But please, don't put any more on number three. There's too much there already. All right, now, money on the line. Oh, I'm going to put $10 on number six. Well, that's the time, lady. Hope you win. All numbers covered? Here we go. And they show three, three, and one. Ten bucks to number one, and oh, four thousand bucks to number three. Well, here you are, mister. I can't lose for winning. Well, guess I'll try something else. See if I'm lucky at cards. All right, folks, here's the game that really pays out the money. Bet down, but put your money on the line. Get a hunch and bet a bunch. The more you bet, the more you win. Patsy, hmm. watch that guy. Who? Oh, him? Yeah, I'll see if he gets into the blackjack game. Why? Well, I have a hunch he's going to be awfully lucky there, too. Mm, he certainly did well at Chuckalook. You don't say. Too well altogether. Michael, he mm. couldn't have been crooked. He didn't get a chance to handle the dice. They were locked up in that birdcage. Yeah, I know. I know, Patsy. They always are. But you know, something's happening here. And I'm going to find out what it is. And whatever it is, it's being worked on some mighty queer percentages. All right, come on, let's take a look at that blackjack game. Ought to be good. Listen, pal, why don't you beat it? You've chased everybody else out of the game. 
scared of me, huh? You're too lucky. Nobody else wants to play. They just want to watch you. Deal them out. I'm betting $5,000. Mister, go a little easy, can't you? That's 250 real dollars. Deal them out. Okay. Oh, and Mr. Lanning seems to be pretty mad about it, doesn't he? No. I don't blame you. How many cards? I'm Pat. The house pays 19. Pay me, mister. I got a 10 up and a king in the hole. I never saw such luck in my life. Hey, boy, bring some more of that house money over here, about $50,000. Looks like I'm going to need it. Patsy, it looks to me like the children's hospital girls are being taken right down the line. Oh, Michael, you're crazy. Everybody's playing like mad. The money's rolling in. Just look around. Yeah, yeah, sure. The money's rolling in and also out. And it's rolling out right now considerably faster than it's rolling in. What makes you think so? A lucky friend makes me think so. He won 300 real dollars at the chocolate table while we were there. Oh, yes. And he won 250 on one hand of blackjack. Well, tell me what he'd won before we got over there. My guess would be that he's won at least, oh, $1,000 of real money tonight. Michael, mm. everybody can't lose all the time. You know, Patsy, your friend Lanning gave me quite a line about percentage. My hunch is that he knows his figures too doggone well. I don't see what you're getting at. Well, Lanny gets 30% of the profit, doesn't he? Well, of course he does. He has a contract. Now, 30% isn't nearly as good as 90%, is it? Anybody knows that, but he can't get 90%. Oh, I'm afraid he can't. I don't see how. How much did you expect this party to take in? Oh, Mr. Lanning told me. I don't care what Mr. Lanning told you. Now, how much did you expect to take in? Well, we thought we might make as much as $2,000. Mm-hmm. Lanning's 30% would be 600 That would leave us $1,400 to turn in, and that's a lot of money. Sure, sure. But suppose Lanning's chipping you. Oh, he can't be. That's why we use the imitation money, so we'll know exactly where we stand right to the penny. Mm. Patsy, mm-hmm. just suppose that our lucky friend is working for Lanning. I don't get it. That's so simple, I don't know why I didn't think of it before. I'll admit Lanning had me fooled. Michael, you're just trying to find something wrong. I found something wrong, Patsy. I'm sure of it. Now, if one of Lanning's men can win most of the profit... We get 70% of the profit, and that's that. Yeah, but 70% of $100 is only $70. But we'll make lots more than that. Yeah, not the way Mr. Lucky's going. You know, he's getting lots bigger money than anyone else here, and he's winning consistently. You think he's working for Lanning? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sure of it. You see, Lanning and his dealers are simply turning over the profits to this guy, which means that the final profits which are left to split with your committee are going to be mighty slim, Patsy. But Lanning gets 100% of the money that goes out to his capper. His capper? Uh, his steward, you know, his assistant, the guy who's doing the big winning. Oh. Well, you're not going to let him get away with it, are you? Well, not if I can well, help it. stop it right now. They're oh, very no, 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 Patsy. Well, the capper has as much a right to be patronizing these games as anybody else. Now, we couldn't prove a thing. He'd deny he ever saw Lanning before tonight. Oh. And we couldn't prove otherwise, could we? Well, hardly. Of course, you could throw the big cheater out, couldn't you? Well, a lot of good there to do. We've got to play our own game, not theirs. Maybe they won't play. Maybe they will, Patsy, if the percentage is in their favor. And that's the way we'll make it. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard of, a butcher's cleaver. That's what I said, a butcher's cleaver, and a good sharp one. Where would I get a butcher's cleaver at this time of night? Oh. You can get one, all right. Why can't you get it yourself? Because my voice doesn't have the emotional appeal for your butcher, Mr. Schultz. If I called him at 11 o'clock at night and said, Mr. Schultz, I wish you'd go down to the market and lend me one of your sharpest cleavers, he'd think I was bad. He'd be right. Well, if, if he got it, he'd use it on me. 
But with you, honey, you'll run right down and get it. Now, will you hurry up and get going? Michael, hmm? won't you tell me why you want a cleaver? Uh, yours not to reason why, yours but to do or die. Now, kid. Got a dime. You've got about $25 worth of that Monte Carlo money. Sure, but I need a real dime to make a phone call. <laughs> Mr. Short. Oh, but I wonder if you'd call him to the phone, please. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Couldn't you please wake him up? It's terribly important. Thank you. Well, hello, Mr. Short. This is Patsy Ryan. Uh, Mr. Short, I-, I wonder if you'd do me a favor. Oh, I knew you would. Uh, I want to borrow one of your sharpest cleavers. Cleavers? No, I'm not mad at anybody, but I need it tonight, Mr. Schultz. Now, if you could just run down to the market and get it, and send it in a taxi to me at the ballroom of the Five Oaks Hotel, I'd be so grateful. But I don't know of any other person in town I'd ask to do such a thing for me, but you've always been so nice, and I just knew you would. Have you got it, Patsy? Yes, I've got it, but I don't understand things at all. First, you're in such a hurry to get the cleaver, and then you just have a fit when I start to walk into the party with it, and then you drag me out here to the checkbook. Well, I was afraid somebody might see it, What do you mean, somebody might see it? You mean to say, you had me go to all that trouble to get this thing, and now you don't want anybody to see it? Right. You catch on mighty quick, honey. Now, we'll just leave it out here for now. You mean you want me to hide this thing? Mm -hmm. That's right. Mike, Hmm? Trent, you get crazier every day. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, you go back into the ballroom and find our lucky friend wherever he is and stand and watch him, but admiring him. That'll be lots of no fun. A cheating, crooked lowdown. Uh, 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 oh. no. Bad words, honey, bad words. Now, act like you think he's wonderful. And then when I come in, mm-hmm. act like you think I'm terrible. And remember what I told you about the follow-up. I get it. All right, get going. I'll see you in a few minutes. Still winning, I see. Yeah. I've been lucky at everything tonight. Hey, where's the guy you was with? Oh, him. Oh? Thought you two was pretty thick. Well, we all make mistakes, don't we? Well, uh, sit down. I'm all set to win some more dough. Well, I hope you ain't as lucky as you were the other time. Lady, he cleaned this game out like it was a kindergarten marble game. <laughs> 800 bucks real dough he took. Real dough, not this imitation money. And I'm still lucky. I'll bet a thousand bucks. That's really $50, lady. Fifty dollars on one blackjack candle. This is exciting. Okay, suit yourself. How many do you want? Oh, the rain makes the trees and the flowers so pretty. Why, why doesn't it rain on me? Hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. Hi, your friend's got quite a bun on, ain't he? He is no friend of mine. Don't know, as I blame you. Hello, beautiful. You still mad at me? Hmm. Still mad at me? I don't even know you. Oh, she's mad at me, Mr. Lanny. Patsy's mad at Mike. Can you imagine pretty little Patsy being mad at Mike? I guess I ought to get a drink on that, huh, Mrs. Lady? You want a drink, Mrs. Lady? Will you? No, no, thanks. Now, if you'll just move aside, we're playing blackjack here. Oh, blackjack. You play that with cards. Oh, that's a wonderful game. It's really wonderful. You want to see a card trick? I'm a magician. I do card tricks. Hey, give me, give me a deck here. Huh? Hey, don't pick up those cards. You've messed up our blackjack hands. Oh, that's all right, Bob. Don't you apologize. You'll just think nothing of that. Now, you take a card, just any little old card. You at might all. as well humor him. Let him do the trick, and maybe he'll get out. All right. Okay, but I got a card. All right. What is it? Six of diamonds. Six? 
That's absolutely right. That's correct. Six of oh, no. Is that a good trick? <laughs> Is that it? It's a bad trick. Scram, fella. I want to play blackjack. Yeah, I'm going to show you another good trick. Here. Now we... Oh, <laughs> spill a card. Look, my hand's not working, so I've got to pick up the card. Move on, guy, will you? We're busy. Oh, a tough guy. Hey, you want to fight? All right, put him up. Go ahead. You're holding up the game. Game. Listen, I'm going to show you something better, that's better than any game, you see? Remember when I came to see you, Lanning? I told you I know a lot of stuff, didn't I? Huh? Well, I do, you see? I don't doubt it, but Now, you gentleman... just name any card in the deck. Any card at all. All right, the ace of hearts. Ace of hearts, he says. Everybody hear that? The ace of hearts. Now, watch me cut it the first time, just like nothing. Bip. There. Well, I'll be doggone. Yeah, she's gonna be doggone. You wanna know something? I'm the only guy in the world that can throw that trick. There's nobody else in the whole entire world. I'm the champ, you see? I've seen that trick done before. Oh, wise guy. Hey, you wanna fight? Michael, wanna... will you please get out of here? You're holding up the game. Scram, go on, beat it. I cut the cards right the first time. Tonight, mathematical outfit two to one, right? Yeah, sure. Now run along. Only huh? guy in the world that could do that. I bet you. Ah, uh, ooh, I bet you a million dollars you nobody here can do that. Dollars. Even money. Fate. Is that your real face or you wearing a mask? Now look, get out. I'm you gonna... said somebody else could cut any card, call for us, first time, put up a shut up, Zeus Newt. Listen, do I have to take that kind of talk? Look, 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 don't pay any attention to it. Who has any of your lip landing? Now, how about a pair of beef? You want to bet? No. Oh, I get it. You gotta turn your winnings over to Lanning, huh, Captain? Be careful what I said, trying to find uh, you. I have to kind of know the answers. I was before yesterday, you know. Talking like that ain't the way to stay healthy, uh, but. Ah, bunch of cheap bikers, that's what you had. A whole bunch Mr. of you. Mr. Trent, leave us alone, please. Can't you see you are not wanted? Oh. Not wanted. All right, I'll just leave. That's what I'll do. I'm just gonna oh, leave. Oh, thank goodness. I thought we'd never get rid of him. Guy's too smart for his own good. He's always that way when he's had one too many. I'd like to teach him a good lesson. Well, he'll get taught all right if he keeps talking that way. No wonder somebody doesn't rob him. He goes around in that condition with a couple thousand dollars in his pocket. Yeah? Yeah, and that trick of his, cutting any card called for, he thinks it's so wonderful. I wish somebody'd beat him with, uh, with, with the card and, 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 and beat him at his own game. That's yeah, a pretty good trick at that. Mr. Lanning, couldn't you do it? Me? No. No, it's too tough for me. I've got it. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. Of what? It's so simple. It's so beautiful. Oh, it'd work like a charm. What'd it work? A way to beat him in his own game. It's an old carnival trick with a cleaver. It's a sure thing for a smart aleck. Now, look, I'm going down to the hotel kitchen, and I'll be back in one minute. Now, you wait for me, both of you. Okay. It's the cleaver stunt. Hey, it's an old one, but sure a fire for a sucker, man. Sure, I know now. Boy, it's a Lulu. There's a guy I really want to take. Yeah, well, the way he's acting, all the chumps are on our team. Look, bet him a grand. When you win, turn it over to the party fund. Yeah? Why? We can't get away with no strong-arm stuff. I got it. Listen, you give Trent's money to the party committee. That way the party shows a profit and we get 30% of it. Uh -huh. We also get the real profit and without no heat on us. <laughs> Trent pays for the party. It's a cinch. Man, that's a beaut. And we'll use the old Carney gag. <laughs> Did you say Carney or Corny or both? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I'll uh, keep the cleaver under my wrap. How about it? Lady, I gotta hand it to you. Found a work. It's not a chance for a hitch. Uh, to teach that Trent the lesson of his oh, life. Oh, do I still love you? Hey, oh, here they are again, the big sports, the little old patty. You think they know somebody else who can do my trick, but they won't put up any money on it. Oh, no. The reason I didn't tell you who could do your trick was because I didn't want to brag, Trent. Oh, I didn't want to brag. I right. didn't want to brag. You mean you old pelican beak, you think you can cut any card call for you? Better go home before you get Lord, I don't think I can do it, huh, Lush? I know you can. I got two thousand little old dollars right here that say you can. I'll bet you a thousand dollars I can. Uh, you talking money, Carl? Money or real mint leaves? You don't look like the kind of fellow could raise that much money. Don't you worry about me. I got it right here. Well, he says he can do all Mike's trick, but I offered to bet two thousand dollars, and he wants to bet half that much. I knew he was a piker. Huh? Well, at least he is in full possession of his faculties. Oh, his faculties, sure, such as they are. But if I had all my brains knocked out, I'd still be smarter than he is. You're running no. a good chance of getting your brains knocked out the way you're talking, Trent. I'll talk, talk, talk. I want action. Now I'm offering to bet two thousand real bucks that you can't cut any card called for on one cut. Well, that's a lot of money. What do you people think? If I were you, I'd go ahead and bet 2000 Beat the guy a real lesson. He's asking for it. it. Certainly is. Sure, sure, Capper. Ask your boss, the guy you're stooging for. He'll tell you what to you do. You've got to watch that lip, Trent. Oh, don't you worry about me now. Well, how about it? Is my 2000 covered or isn't it? Yeah, it's covered. Right here. All righty. Now, we'll let the little lady here hold the money, eh? Now... Now, let's have everything straight. I name a card, and you're to cut it on one card for 2000 bucks, huh? Right. Are we all set? I'm all set. Okay. Uh, lady, give me the cleaver. Here you are. Cleaver? <laughs> hey, cleaver, what's going on here? You'll find out, wise guy. I bet that I could cut any card you'd name in one cut, and I'm gonna do it. Name your card, smart boy. Okay, uh... Seven of spades. All right, seven of spades. I better score up the deck first. Ready? No. Mighty nice cutting, mister. Well, what's this all about? Looks like you got trimmed, Trent. He cut right through the whole deck with one blow of that butcher's cleaver. Cut every card right in half. Do you see? He cut your card with one cut. Oh, no. Oh, no, not the seven of spades. Huh? You didn't cut the seven of spades. I knew you couldn't. You want to know why? Why? Because here is the seven of spades from that deck right here. Look what? it over, Capper. I palmed it off the deck and put it in my pocket. Hey, just a minute. He's right, Lanning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no seven of spades in this deck. Oh, you're getting smarter, Capper, but it looks like I win. So, if you don't mind, I'll just take my... All right, hold on, Trent. Not so fast. This is a frame. You and the girl were working together. The whole idea of this bet was hers. She got the cleaver. Why, Mr. Lanning? Don't try to act so innocent. You framed us. Us? Well, so now you're willing to admit that this fellow's working for I'm you, not huh? admitting anything, but anyway, bets are all off. This was a frame-up. Certainly it was a frame-up, but all bets are not off. You and your stooge thought you were framing me. Instead, I did it to you, so you lose. Why, I'll... You'll do what? You don't dare cause any trouble here in front of all these people. Hey, Lanning. Part of that's my own money. Eight hundred bucks of it. You told me to bet the whole two thousand. You're going to have to make it up to me. You idiot. Why, Mr. Lanning, is that any way to talk to a faithful employee? He won't be working for me any longer, I can guarantee that. You bet he won't. And since the evening is still young, this party might wind up making a pretty good profit. You are, Patsy. I'll contribute this $2,000 to the fund right now. Michael, you're wonderful. Oh, don't mention it, Patsy. After all, it didn't cost me much. It'll cost you plenty before I get through with you, Trent. Don't think I'll let you get away with it. Lanning... You're not going to cause trouble for anyone. I'm making a full report on this so-called benefit to the proper authorities. 
And they'll see to it that this is the last benefit you ever promote. No more easy money, Lanning. From now on, you'll make it the honest way. And for you, that'll really be hard. And now, a last word from the famous magician turned rackets detective, Mike Trent. Thank you. When you contribute money to charity, be sure your money is going to the proper place. In recent years, too many unscrupulous promoters have used a good cause as a front. And the benefits these promoters have staged have benefited nobody but themselves. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at this time for another story of the fleecers and the fleeced. Same time, same station. And now this is Mike Trent signing off with the thought that when a gambler offers odds that are in your favor, there's something odd besides the odds. Remember, there's no such thing as easy money. You have just heard another program in NBC's new series, Easy Money, transcribed to expose the inside secrets of gamblers, racketeers, and conmen. Next week, be sure to hear Mike Trent's expose of another Easy Money racket. Featured in tonight's cast were Larry Haynes as Mike Trent, Joan Allison, Jim Stevens, Alan Bergman, and Kenny Delmar. Easy Money is produced and directed by Blair Walliser in association with Anderson and Anderson. Script by George B. Anderson. This has been an NBC Radio Network production. Lionel Rico speaking. few things more exciting to a child than to gather in a small group to watch those gallant firemen struggle with heavy hoses to put out a fire in a burning house. The children see only their heroes fighting fire with water. An adult who had stopped to watch would probably notice other things. The members of the family throwing household possessions out the window. The terrified and confused faces of the children who live in that house. A dog or a cat clawing frantically at a door or window in an effort to escape the heat and smoke and the distress on the faces of the owners of the house. Now, don't let this happen in your home. Check regularly on the following points of fire prevention. Don't smoke in bed. Dispose of all old newspapers and rags. Have a licensed electrician repair defective electrical equipment and wiring. Keep matches away from children. Use a cleaning fluid that won't burn. Remember, don't gamble with fire. The odds are against you. Join your favorite couple, Fibber McGee and Molly, tonight on the NBC Radio Network. Welcome back. Well, always, this show has always got a nice educational tone, but still manages just to be fascinating in entertainment. And this episode is no exception. And I love how Trent managed to uh, beat the racket here. Um, and uh, just another great story, and this has been a 
a fun uh, a fun look at this series. I definitely wish there were more episodes, but unfortunately, that's all that's made it into circulation for now. Uh, we do have one listener comment I do want to read from Joel, who says, I like this show. Well written, acted, and directed. Trent has a great and distinctive voice of a take-charge guy. Another uh, old-time radio discovery. Thanks to you, Adam. Joel. Well, thanks so much. And I hope uh, listeners will enjoy next week's discovery uh, as we get into Crime and Peter Chambers. Another uh, show from NBC in the mid-1950s uh, will be coming next Tuesday. Tomorrow, it's The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.